Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show. It's for you, those who work so hard for your money, and you want your money to start working harder for you right now. You want that freedom of cash flow today, not 30 or 40 years from now, but right now, so you can live that life that you love with those that you love and while they still love you. <laughs> and guys, this is not just about getting rich, it's about creating a rich life because as you're blessed financially, you can bless more lives and create that ripple effect through them. Guys, thank you for allowing me to create the ripple effect through you. I appreciate you guys sharing the show with others, be able to create powerful conversations and binging and doing everything you guys have done. Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of this movement because most importantly, I love it when you guys take action. Uh, a special shout out to those of you that reached out to us, whether it's been about infinite banking, whether it's been about you know trying to get have someone as a consultant to be like an advisor, although we're not investment advisors, but someone to help you along to create that passive income. Shout out to you guys because I know that that you taking that action pays massive dividends above and beyond what you would ever expect. So thank you for guys for doing that. As a reminder, I want to have you to tune in to our Chris, the not just the Money Ripples podcast here, but I want you to be able to tune in and see other videos we have. Go to our YouTube channel, Money Ripples with Chris Miles. Subscribe, check out some of the videos we've got. We got some great videos that are shorter in length but still powerful, can teach you a lot of stuff, including great playlists. So be sure and go and check that out today. Hey guys, have you wanted to invest in real estate? How would it be if you could do that with just $100 and get good, consistent returns? Well, that's exactly what our friends at Pre-REO does, where they buy these properties in bulk and at discount, be able to turn around and sell them or and or rent them to create profits. And they do this in the crowdsourcing all your monies together. And as a result, pay you a consistent 7% return on your money paid monthly. And on top of that, guys, you even get some liquidity options too. So even though you can have your money in there for years, you're allowed to be able to access that money sooner if you needed to. So if you're interested in being able to invest in real estate with just $100 or more, whether you're accredited or not, go ahead and reach out to our friends at www.prereo.com forward slash money ripples. That's prereo.com forward slash money ripples. Check them out. All right. So a question came up recently on a call that I did where someone just said, okay, it's obvious we're moving to recession. What are some recession resistant investments that we could be doing right now? And I thought that is a perfect opportunity because if you haven't noticed, we have been moving towards a recession. It's not been officially announced, but just like I've been saying for months that we're moving into a bear stock market, I'm also announcing we're moving into recession. Now, this shouldn't be a shock to you because more and more people are starting to accept it. It's not the majority yet, but I'll tell you, the, the, the majority of the population likes to believe so, even though the economist would tell you differently because they want to wait until it's 100% certain before they declare it. But we know things are changing. We know that, if anything, it's not just a recession, and it's not just inflation we're worried about. We're worried about stagflation, where the economy is growing much slower than the inflation rate. That's even, that can be even worse. And so people want to know, yeah, and I'm sure you do too, is what do we do in this kind of environment? Where's the best place that we can have our money to protect it, to ensure that we don't just lose to inflation, but we don't lose to market swings, especially when you move into a recession. 
So I'll start with where, where not to invest. The same places I've been saying before for years. <laughs> Stay away from things that are speculative. Stay away from the crypto space as much. Stay away from the stock market. Doesn't mean that those things don't have their time and that, and that things are good. Hey, you know, we could see Bitcoin bounce off of 20,000 bucks and maybe it starts going up again. Great, good. That little teeny bit of Bitcoin I have, yay. Don't care, right? The biggest thing that I want really is I want certain wealth. I want something that's predictable, stable. And for a guy like me who doesn't like to take a lot of risk, I like control. I like to have low risk, higher returns. For those of you guys who like to gamble, great. But don't do it with more than like a few percent of your wealth. You know, gamble with the few percent that you can afford to lose and it's not gonna make a big deal. But I know the vast majority of you You've got money. You want it to do the best thing for you now. You don't want to gamble it away. You don't want to get set back 10, 20, 30 years because you get beat up in this recession, right? That's who I'm talking to. For the rest of you that are gamblers, great. Go have fun gambling. You'll be here later, or you'll just keep following other people that gamble themselves, and they have this rubber band effect of wealth where it grows and then shrinks, grows and shrinks. It's easy come, easy go, and you're just hoping someday to make it big. Wealth is not created off of luck. Wealth is not created off of gambling and markets you don't understand or have no control in. Wealth is created by putting your money in places where there's control, where you have certain returns, and especially cash flow. That is the key to your freedom. So where is that, especially when we move into recession? Because not all alternative investments that we often talk about, they may or may not be great right now. So let's talk a few of them. Now, when you're looking at what we're looking at today, I don't really care about values as much. I do care about things having value. What do I mean by that? I don't care about what people estimate to be valuable, just like with certain stocks. Is a stock, is it undervalued, overvalued? What is it? It doesn't matter to me. Even real estate, somebody will say, yeah, but Chris, if you say real estate, remember the last recession? They lost money and they did. Let me take you back to that point because in 2007, 2008, um, I got lazy with my real estate. I started trying to gamble on it. I was being speculative in the sense I was trying to more flip properties or I had them as negative cash flow. I was still renting them, but I didn't care because there was all this equity. And if I want to get to the equity, I would just pull it out. Bad choice. Whenever you gamble on equity or appreciation in real estate, it doesn't work. Most people, when they think about real estate, what they're thinking about is really about the price of the real estate going up. That's like the teeniest part of wealth that you can create from real estate. That's very small. It's great, and we love it, but that's only icing on the cake. It's not the real cake. It's not the real flavor here. The real flavor is what kind of cash flow does it create? The passive income is everything. See, I got my butt handed to me in the last recession, and not just from real estate. Business wasn't doing great either. Business, I think, by the way, it can be recession-resistant if you put parameters in place where you have diversity within it. You're not just focusing on one stream of, of revenue, for example. You're not just focusing on one type of market that you're going for. The mistake we made when I helped start, you know, Feeder and Fast Track, which later became Wealth Factory, is that we were putting all of our attention towards people that were also gambling in real estate. They were flippers. They were just people flipping properties. When everything dried up and there was no more money anymore, that's when they didn't, that's when they were in trouble. And because they were in trouble, they didn't have any money. They couldn't afford to pay us money either. And so we had this double whammy happening to us where, you know, we just launched a new business and then everybody that we're marketing to doesn't have money. 
Ironic, isn't it? And so we don't want you to be in that place. And so that was risky as well. But if I were to go back in time and redo this, even if we had a recession now, like it was then, and just so you know, this is not the same recession. There are way different factors here. I remember being a mortgage broker before the recession started. Anybody could get a mortgage. Still to this day, you have to, it doesn't matter how great your credit score is, banks treat you as if you're guilty until proven innocent. Before 2007, you were innocent until proven guilty. I, I can't tell you how many times we did stated income loans where you didn't even have to show your income. You could just say, I make this much. And then they believe you because you have a good credit score. We did that. You know, there was people that actually did that. that said, here, here's how much I make. Does that help me qualify for the, the mortgage? Yes, it does. Great. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll pay a little extra higher interest. Perfect. That's what got mortgage companies and banks in trouble in the first place. They're not going to do that again. So I do believe real estate, for one, is can be, can be recession resistant, especially if you're in places where it's a more of a stable economy. This is why I like areas like in the Midwest or maybe the Southeast. Uh, anything Western half of the United States, I don't like. Uh, that to me is the value has been driven higher. The cash flows are less. I like profit. Cash flow is the key thing. If I would have done that last reset before the last recession, if I would have focused on what was considered to be boring, right? The things that people say, oh yeah, you make a few hundred dollars a month. Whoop-de-doo. Instead of trying to flip a property, make $50,000 in a shot, I would have been better off. In fact, I've had friends that, you know, uh, we've had Ron Phillips on this podcast before. He was investing through real estate the entire time, doing just great buying properties. And in fact, he started gobbling up more and more because of what was going on in the recession, because he was focusing on cash flow, not on appreciation of the asset. That is key. Cash flow is everything. What gives you stable, predictable income? I, I wish I could go back in time and knowing what I know now, do it. But obviously, that's why I gained wisdom because I was the idiot, right? I was the one that did it wrong. That lesson, you know, that, that not just a slap on the wrist, but that emotional pain, um, which took me years to get over before I wanted to do real estate again, that was, that was rough. Uh, but it, it, it really ingrained in me that lesson of cash flow is everything. Because the properties I had, even if they had equity, didn't have cash flow. And because they didn't have cash flow and because of what was going on in the marketplace, I didn't have equity to sell it. So if it's cash flowing, positive cash flowing, why would you sell the investment? Even if it did go down, which I, again, I don't expect it to ever do. But if the market started to go down, if you knew you were getting paid positive income cash flow every month, why would you sell it? Why would you kill your golden goose? You probably wouldn't. You would probably keep it barring some very, very, very extreme circumstances, maybe in your own personal life. But other than that, you would say, great, keep it coming. It's paying me. I don't have to pay for it because it's pay the, the renters are paying more than my mortgage payment and then some. That's the key. So again, recession resistant is cash flowing rental real estate. I think that's one of the safest places you can go, especially if you want regular, predictable, stable income. Doesn't mean that things can't go wrong. Doesn't mean that people might go late on their payments or you might have to even have a property manager evict somebody. And I say property manager because I don't want you doing it yourself. Um, you could. For those of you that are active investors and you love it, awesome. Um, I'm not that guy. I like passive. I like to be able to turn it over to somebody else and let them deal with the headaches. That stuff can all happen. But uh, the nice thing is you have a real asset. You have multiple strategies to be flexible. So if they stop paying, Again, if you have equity because you put 20% down and the values are still holding, cool. You could, you could sell that. 
even if they're not paying, you could turn around and sell it. I've actually had clients do that even recently where they said, all right, we had to evict a renter. We're not cash flowing on it, but man, the appreciation has gone up so much. Maybe we should sell it. And we've looked at the numbers and we said, you're right. If you sell this one property, you can go and buy two properties and, uh, and increase your cash flow by at least 50 to hundred percent more than what you're making right now. So there can be great opportunities. Uh, lots of things you can do to help maneuver in case of what's going on. And that's the key. So recession resistant, again, looking at that, um, you can do things in the, the syndicated space. You know, there can be things with apartments, especially around affordable housing is becoming a buzzword right now uh, where, you know, you know that governments probably do want to support it. You know, we've, we've had people on the show that said they love section eight tenants. They love it. The ones that get that because in many cases, they're actually having to prove need and necessity, but they're also trying to work their way out. If they're doing the usual section eight, uh, just, you know, 90% of people don't try to go and get the higher education that they're supposed to get, to get a better job. Most people, um, that was the original intent, right? Was to help people get off their feet and get more education, get a better paying job so they can get off government housing and help the, help the whole government, you know, well, ease the government, but ease the, the pressures that's going on in the marketplace. The truth is most people aren't doing that. They're just trying to work and they're trying to get assistance and that can be fine. Um, and then, and it's hard to qualify for that. Many of those renters don't want to get kicked out. So there can be things in the multifamily space that could be good too, but just know, um, I would say this as a, as a warning, um, there are, there are still many, many, many apartment deals out there today. Be very careful to vet who that operator is. I know when we vet our own people for our clients, um, one of the big thing is we want to make sure they've gone through a full market cycle. Like they, this is not their her first rodeo, right? This is the kind of people that have been through the last recession, still paid their investors, still did good things. They knew how to be fluid and a little bit more flexible in case things changing in the marketplace. They know how to adjust to it. They even adjusted 2020 just fine. And they did great. Those are the kind of people we look to invest with. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people out there today that raise money for apartments and they might even be the best marketers and, and had the loudest megaphone going out there. They may have only been in the business for the last five years, maybe less. Be very careful because many of those people haven't really stress tested their deals to know if they would work if, in case things do change. Um, I'll tell you this, uh, the areas I do like right now, um, one is I do think self-storage is a great place to be um, recession resistant in the sense that when there is a tightening of money, people look for ways to downsize, right? If they have to downsize their home, many times people don't always downsize their stuff in that home, meaning it has to go somewhere else. And given the way the marketplace is today, I mean, think about how much you might pay per square foot for a place to live right now. You had a downsize. You may not save a whole lot in the payment, but you might have less space. You might say, oh, well, if I can't, you know, if I, if I may or may not can save on the payment, maybe I can put my money, my uh, stuff into self-storage and that will save me some money because now I can get a much smaller place, save a lot more money based on that price per square foot. Say it's $200 per square foot, right? That means for every thousand feet, you know, we're saving ourselves, what, $200,000, right? That might be enough to say that more than justifies me going and, and renting out a storage unit. Um, also, uh, besides self-storage, I think land in general. Again, you know, these are all real estate based. I want real tangible assets. Uh, raw land, I think, can be a great asset. It's not as competitive. Not many people are doing it right now. And if you have the right contacts in the right spaces, uh, that could be a very profitable thing to do, especially as people start to see the panic of the world, 
right? The media is not making it any easier for people to stop panicking and living in fear. More and more people now, even ordinary average people, want to buy more land to escape, <laughs> possibly as a homestead, possibly a place to get off the grid. Uh, there are a lot of people worried right now about that. Land is one of those things that hasn't been tapped into, but you got to be careful. It's not just about buying land. It's got to be able to cash flow. It's got to be able to pay for itself. The one problem with most people is when they buy land, they sit on it forever and it makes them nothing. Cash flow is important. Find ways to cash flow it. Even means you buy the land cheap, turn around and sell it to somebody at a much higher price and then have them pay you for it and sell or finance it. Um, that's something I'm doing as a strategy with a partner and I'm letting them do all the work while I finance the deals. And uh, it's been awesome. I've made a lot of money doing that. Um, that's the kind of thing that I think can be recession resistant, especially because they're such low cost. Uh, the last thing I'll talk about is oil and gas, right? We do know. Now, this one is not always recession resistant. This one does have a market to it. So there's some, there is some risk here. But I'll tell you this. If you can get in the oil and gas space where you're focusing more on the land and not so much just drilling wells, that's something that can be very profitable. Uh, that's that's another, that's something that we found even among our own group with our VIP clients. You know, as they're working with us, there's been some amazing deals without the price of gasoline going up. Actually, that's just created extra returns above and beyond expectations. But uh, be able to really manage that risk by having the actual real estate in the land that also profits from the the oil and gas drilling. And it's not just oil. People will say, "Well, you're going green right now." Everybody says they're going green. But uh, here's the truth. Politicians tell you whatever they want you to hear or whatever they think you want to hear from them. And as a result, that's why I keep hearing about these greenies, right? All the greeny type stuff out there about we're going green. And hey, all things being equal, I want to go green too. The truth is, though, we're still going to be using gasoline. Oil is still going to be used. And even if it's not just oil, just so you know, there's the stuff that comes from the oil, the extra stuff, especially if they have the converters, there's actually natural gas that comes from that too. Natural gas has been going sky high lately. And very few people talk about that on the media. Um, they will probably come winter time when people start worrying about using their gas again, not just to heat up their water heater, but now to heat up their homes. It's going to be a noticeable difference on your utilities. So oil and gas can be a very profitable place in this current economy, this kind of recession where we've been going now. Um, but again, I notice I didn't say any recession. The only way to do that, the way to prosper in any recession, listen to two episodes ago when I talked about that and increasing your income and the ways to do that. But when it comes to investments that are more recession resistant, that's what I look for. I look for things that are especially have real tangible value. What are the things that people need on a basic level? You know, food, shelter, and fuel are, two, are really three basic needs. I didn't mention anything about food. I will say this. I've said this in po past podcast episodes, especially in 2020. Buying your own food storage could be one of the best investments you have. Really building that preparation for yourself. Having a good food storage more than just a few days because I do believe uh, we're probably going to start seeing some famines. Now, I think we're already, we're already starting to see this around the world in certain places. America, we're spoiled. We've been insulated from that. But what happens if that starts to really run dry? You know, This is where having your own food storage is important. Maybe having your own vegetable garden, even if it's small, tiny one. Start with something. I know that's maybe not the, the sexiest thing you wanted to hear on this show, but it's probably the right thing. So again, food, fuel, shelter. Those are the big things. Real estate is obviously that shelter. I would talk about fuel and I just talked about food. Those basic needs, those are things that will always be needed, right? It's just a matter of finding those 
those assets that work in your favor. And if you focus on that, you focus on really on those essential needs, what people want, doesn't matter. It's not like you're investing in something like that's uh, based on hospitality, you know, like hotels. I, I know a lot of people got burned last recession because they were trying to do things that were really more the luxury type stuff. When the, when the belts had to tighten, right? When they had to tighten those belts, that's when people really missed out. That's when people really lost a lot of money. So again, it's not about speculating. It's about going for consistent cash flow. That's the key. Guys, I challenge you to look for those recession resistant type of things. Got questions? You can always reach out to us, moneyripples.com. Go make a wonderful, prosperous week. See you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.